my friends, welcome to the powerful Nerdcast, Episode 6, Revenge of the Sith. How you doing, Christian? <laughs> I'm great, Corey. I'm glad we're here. We're not actually recording on a normal Thursday. We're recording on a Sunday. But <laughs> a very, very late Sunday, am I Very bad. late. But you know what? We're committed to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And here we go again, Episode 6. A lot of things have happened uh, since we did it uh, since we did it last since we did podcasting last, Corey. Ha ha! We need to emphasize this podcasting <laughs> and not the weird sexual bullshit that Christian is trying to bring up right now. I'm trying to, you know, I'm keeping it fun and light and mm. uh, insertion. Okay, Corey. So last time we talked, uh, we uh, missed out on talking about the new. Um, is it the fall anime? No, not fall anime. Spring what, anime. Spring season. anime season coming. God, out. this is the worst topic for you guys to, to bring up right now. Before we get further in the podcast, please, Corey. I just want to emphasize the reason we're here so late. Um, in the last week, uh, we've had some really bad weather and we decided on Thursday to go ahead and just call the day, which was a, do you remember, uh, last year in Atlanta, they had the thing called the snowpocalypse Yes, and they were thinking that the snowpocalypse was going to come back again Mm -hmm. and, uh, it just didn't, it didn't, it it wasn't bad at all. In fact, but at the same time, um, I don't blame them for taking the time to Mm -hmm. warn everyone because Atlanta looked like he got caught with his pants down last year. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. Like pregnant women getting stuck in cars for 18 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, took That's not from- good press. No, it's not good press. So they were like, never happening again. So we didn't meet last Thursday. And uh, so we couldn't record the podcast, a.k.a. we're here Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, Corey, you did do some fun stuff today, right? I did. I'm actually extremely exhausted, but I had an amazingly fun day. Um, I went to a NASCAR race today, um, which probably seems a little strange to some people. I'm even still wearing my uh, Bill Elliott, not Marcos Ambrose hat, and uh, I went with my good friend Cody, um, and I got into the uh, race for free because he's in the military. If you guys ever watch like a sporting event, whether it be you know baseball, football, NASCAR race, at the beginning they do the national anthem, and then they usually have soldiers come out and they unfurl the the big giant American flag. Yeah, they, they'll walk the flag out, mm-hmm. and then and uh... they uh, they do that. And my good friend Cody actually got to do that, and he even got to be on TV. And uh, this was his very first NASCAR race, and it was great for him because uh, he got to meet some drivers. He got his picture taken with Dale Earnhardt Jr., just got Whoa. to walk up right up to him and meet him. Whoa. Uh, he got to meet Miss Spr- uh, uh, Sprint Cup, I believe okay. her name was. That She's sounds kind- like just a generic hot chick. Basically, that's exactly <laughs> what she is. Um, and uh, he really wanted to meet Danica Patrick, probably just because she was female, but I don't know why. She's a shitty driver. Yeah, I'm taking shots oh. right now. Um, but oddly enough, yeah, that's shots something a lot fired. of people actually uh, don't know about me. I am kind of a NASCAR fan, which... But I think it's strange, but it's something I was sort of like born into. It's something that like my family was always into. And that's kind of why I appreciate it so much. I don't think I even would like NASCAR if it wasn't for my, I think you're a, you're, you know, people always say the things you like are nature versus nurture. Yeah. And your nature was, you were surrounded by NASCAR growing up. You Mm -hmm. know, you're definitely a product of the South in some ways. In in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you went to a NASCAR race today. It sounds fun. Mm -hmm. It sounds like just a big social event where people use it as an excuse to drink and yell. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Sounds fun. That's all it is. Um, And it was also sort of like a family reunion of sorts because, uh, (laughs) you know, I went there. (laughs) Don't read into that too much. I went there. uh, My brother went there. My father went. And uh, even my stepbrother, who I haven't seen in a couple years, was there. And it was really great to hang out with all of them. I had like 12 beers and a big turkey leg. It, yeah. it, it was a great day, to say the least. And it was a fun race. The only thing I was bad about is the weather was a little cold, and uh, the race did get delayed by a couple of hours, which, of course, is why we're here really late tonight. But I didn't want to miss a single episode. No, no. We want to keep this momentum going. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you uh, stood up and said, I'm still going to come. Very awesome. Mm-hmm. 
But let's actually skip the uh, spring anime season because we don't have our computers in front of us. No, we don't. That's an, that's another thing I wanted yeah. to say. Like, I, I want to do a more in-depth video with uh, the brand new shows which are coming out in spring, which we still have a good while on those. We'll probably do that for the next podcast because we also want to get your guys' input on yes. uh, what brand new shows you want us to look at and review because there's a lot of really good ones. Um, but there there that... are a few things that I really want to talk about this week because okay. there was some groundbreaking news this week. I'm sure you heard of this. Uh, our good friend Leonard Nimoy passed away this week. Yes, yes. Which, I think, uh, you know, to people like us is kind of a big deal. Yeah, we, uh, we, you know, we've been to a lot of conventions and we met a lot of famous people. But I think Leonard Nimoy and uh, who was who's Captain? Uh, uh, Captain Luke Picard. No, no, no. The other one before. Oh, that. Uh, uh, Captain Kirk. And uh, played by. Uh, in this stupid. Yeah. I, I can't can... even remember his name right now. Anyway, we know who we're talking about. Yeah, we know who we're talking about. So the. Uh, the William point, Shatner. William Shatner. The point is we had never met them. Yeah. We still haven't. Um, mm-hmm. And I still think, you know, there's hope uh, in meeting Shatner. But Shatner and uh, the other guy, sorry, um, the guy that just passed. Nimoy. Uh, Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Those guys have almost transcended those roles in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're big name actors. They were doing things. But at the same time, not so big that they didn't go back and support those franchises that made them famous. Exactly. In, in particular, uh, Leonard Nimoy himself, who I think was a, a very class act uh, actor. You know, he appreciated the fact that he made Star Trek a really big show and he loved his character. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he was also a part of uh, some pretty big moments in uh, nerd history. Um, one of my favorite things about Leonard Nimoy is that they had him as a guest on The Simpsons. Like, I remember a lot. Futurama had him as a guest too. And on Futurama, yeah. he was uh, the head in the jar. He said he was a gefilte fish head yeah. in a jar. <laughs> That's actually what he said I remember from that Futurama episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, Leonard Nimoy was on The Simpsons a lot. I particularly remember him from the X Files episode, which uh, did have Gillian Anderson and, uh, you know, Mulder. His name escapes me now too because I'm tired of shit. Californication guy. Californication guy. And uh, <laughs> um, I also really loved him in the Transformers movie. A lot of people actually don't know this. Whoa, um, really? Not the – well, actually, fun fact. He, he has okay. voiced uh, Transformers twice. In the uh, late 1980s, there was the Transformers movie, which was basically just a big movie. Let's introduce some new characters and sell some toys to kids. But uh, Leonard Nimoy was the voice of one of the main villains of the film who was called Galvatron who is like the uh, upgraded version of Megatron. So he sort of replaced the main villain in that show, although he never voiced him on the, voiced him on the show version. He just did the movie version. Mm-hmm. But then later on, when they did the Michael Bay movies, um, they did, I think it was Dark of the Moon. I think that was the third Transformers film. He uh, was Sentinel Prime, who was this ancient Autobot Oh, who uh, yes. was the red one, yes. and he uh, ended up teaming up with uh, the Decepticons at the end of the movie. God, yes. I can't believe I'm talking about it, but uh, that was Leonard Nimoy, and uh, obviously enough fun fact in that movie, he even does say, live long and prosper. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind know. of like he has that in his contract. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you asked um, me to be in your movie, I gotta say But, uh, you know, it is a shame that he passed away, but I'm, uh, I'm really glad that he passed away under decent circumstances. They claim it's because of his smoking habit, but... He quit smoking years ago, and frankly, he was an old man. And the other thing is, I feel like his career, and I don't know him personally, but I feel like his life was successful and he had a good run. Like, Mm -hmm. what is there to look back on in a bad way over his career at all? Mm -hmm. So, He even did a a Hobbit folk song back in the 60s and 70s all about Bilbo Baggins. Okay. I shit you not. Look it up on YouTube. Look it up. Leonard Nimoy singing about Bilbo Baggins. It's... Both pretty awesome and hilarious. Mm. It's 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 really funny. Well, I think that uh, he did a lot for nerd culture, and mm-hmm. he will be sorely missed. Mm-hmm. So until next time, 
live long and prosper. Yes, another Nimoy. legend has passed. I'm not even a big Star Trek fan. I'm not either, and, but it's uh, good. I was saddened to hear about his death, which uh, just reminds me again that uh, a lot of our favorite actors are getting old, you know. Uh, William Shatner himself, you know, Captain Kirk, he's not that much older, I think, than Nimoy. I think maybe even the same age, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he's getting up there, too. But he so. looks way better than Leonard Nimoy did. Do you know that? Like, um, yeah. like he, I, I heard it, I read an interview where he says he gains five pounds every year to fill out his face, so he doesn't he look old. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> method. I, I, you know, I mean, it worked for Orson Welles, it might work for William Shatner, shit. <laughs> The fat, the fat prevention. And let's bring it back to Transformers. Orson Welles voiced Unicron. That's the end of that Transformers fun fact. So, you know, uh, you know what I, what I found out today that blew my mind. I do not remember the actor's name. We all know how much I suck with names, guys. That's not going to change. But the guy that played the Elfin King in The Hobbit is the same guy that played the bad guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I did not know that. Oh, he looks completely So the Elfin King played Ronan the Accuser. Yes. Wow. I that, did not well, know that. That's a testament to not only the actor's skills, but the amazing makeup in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He didn't even really look human in that role. No, Mostly because he which had is all perfect that armor he, you know, and stuff He technically on. isn't even human. He's, uh, I think, in that universe, they're called the Kree. Exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. K-R-E-E, <laughs> that's what they're called. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought they did a good job with Ronan the Accuser. I think he was one of the coolest uh, Marvel movie villains. I thought he was kind of boring, personally. Yeah. He's one note. He he didn't. He was like, I'm super powerful, and then he just got defeated at the end. You know, <laughs> they all joined hands and won. And you know, I anyway, mean, and he can't defeat Star Lord's dancing skills. No, no. But uh, let's let's bring it back to superheroes again because there is one more big thing they announced this week. Okay. Um, uh, the brand new Batman game, Arkham Knight. Okay. Uh, they released a brand new trailer for it, which if you guys want to check it out, I'll put it in the description box for you. Um, along with the Leonard Nimoy Hobbit song. Along with the Leonard Nimoy <laughs> Hobbit song. That's a weird combo, isn't it? Um, what's the craziest thing about this new Batman game is that it's going to be rated M for Mature. Okay, cool. This is going to be a Batman game rated M for Mature, and they're not going to try and censor it or change it to try and appeal to a younger demographic. In fact, Rocksteady Studios actually went out and said, this is our creative vision. Mm-hmm. This is the way it's going to be. It's going to be really intense. We understand we're probably alienating a younger Batman fan base, but that's just the way it is. This is what we've had planned for this the whole time. And I still can't believe we live in a world where we have competent Batman games that are getting M ratings and are going to force me to buy a PS4. Oh, the PS4 battle. I'm so lucky. I got one given to me. And yeah, I know. I, I'm like, so I've been gaining. You some on, good connections. Yeah, I, I know some people that work at Sony, and they gave me one when they mm-hmm. came out. They're like, yeah, they were just handing these out. And I was like, yeah, I'll take that. You know? <laughs> like, I don't even game anymore. But mm-hmm. I was like, it'll be my Netflix box. And uh, <laughs> Everyone needs one. <laughs> and so, But yeah, like, uh, ever since I played Shadows of Mordor, I think a serious Batman game would be really good. It just mm-hmm. they, they feel a lot, very similar. I think we've talked about this on the podcast at, podcast at length, so I don't want to go too deep into that subject. But, yeah, like, a deep, dark Batman game is good, and there have been a lot of games uh, for Batman that have been good for everyone. Mm-hmm. So why not try it this way? Mm-hmm. And if they alienate some people, they're not going to alienate. Who no, this, gonna... this game is going to sell like gangbusters like have you seen the trailer actually no 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 i have because i don't game that much mm-hmm. I, I don't follow all that gaming it's stuff. amazing it's really, really? gorgeous um re- it's mostly cinematic but there is a lot of gameplay um one of the coolest things about the trailer is that you get to see a lot of the batmobile in action mm-hmm. which is a brand new element of the game and the, you know they're opening up the big expansive world of the arkham universe and allowing you to travel in a lot of cool different ways 
Um, but I also really just love the villains in this one. There's a lot of classic ones returning, but one of my favorite, uh, I think, underrated Batman villains is going to be the main uh, bad guy for the game, and that's the Scarecrow. He's going to be the main villain this time. Yes, he is. Okay. And, he uh, always had the most interesting boss fights. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I almost felt like they weren't Batman boss fights because they were so out there. They almost know? felt like their own completely different type of game. Yeah, yeah. But that's good that they're going to let him sort of like drive the focus home. And I see why the dark sort of setting would be good for that because mm-hmm. that way they can really get like crazy with it. You know, they can have fucking like dead bodies flying at Batman mm-hmm. and crazy shit like that. So do you understand what I mean though by that? No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're really going to take the whole like creepiness and dark aspects of the Scarecrow and sort of crank them up to 11, which I think is fantastic because... Like I said, I think he's a really underrated villain. I just read an article on Kotaku, um, which this guy wrote, where he was commenting about the brand new Arkham trailer. By the way, I love that website. It's I great. do love Kotaku. I think they have some great articles. I do disagree with them from time to time um, in this one in particular. Uh, the name of the article, uh, I believe, it was like, brand new Arkham trailer is awesome. Too bad it uses the worst Batman villain ever. And the whole article is about him trashing the Scarecrow and calling him a complete one-note villain who, like, doesn't really have the chops to be, like, a main Batman villain. And I don't know. I just... I completely disagree with that in every sense of the word. Maybe it's just because over the years, the Scarecrow has sort of evolved as kind of like an old-school, like, silly DC villain looking like just, like, a guy dressed as a Scarecrow to, over the years, transforming into this, like, weird, psychopathic, like, scientist who dresses as a creepy Scarecrow. Like, almost like a a Batman Psychomantis from Metal Gear Solid. That's exactly what it's like. Yes, yes. He's very similar to that character. Um, well, I kind of agree with him, and I think that's because a lot of Batman villains get villains rather get so much precedence that they've overshadowed the uh, Batman mythos. You know, yeah. like no one cares about some of the other ones now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like Bane, the Joker, Poison Ivy, and then yeah, the Scarecrow's in there, but I still mm-hmm. would call him the bottom of that list mm-hmm. for me personally. Yeah. You know, that everyone has their own to Batman. Me, to me, Scarecrow's like top five favorite Batman villains. He's in that top five. Yeah, but even if there was a top five. Would he be in the top three? Like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so then wouldn't you have to consider the other two as yeah, the ones you that'd be use? Tough. I mean, obviously, most people who have a top five favorite Batman villains, number one is almost always going to be Joker. Yes, but yeah. he's gone now. They've got rid of that. Yeah, supposedly. Well, you know, supposedly they've gotten rid of the Joker. There, there's a whole element in this game that a lot of people are still trying to figure out because they just love making mysteries with this stuff. There's a new character called the Arkham Knight. Which is, uh, you know, that's the name of the game as well. And it's this Batman-looking character who's wearing armor and everything. And everybody's trying to figure out who is the Arkham Knight. Who is he? Could he have a connection to an existing character in the comics? Is it actually just the Joker in disguise and they're going to tease us at the very end and everybody's going to get pissed off at that point? Yeah. But Rocksteady has said this is a brand new character that has not been in the comics. And I still don't believe it. (laughs) When you said brand new character, I was like so sure you were going to say the Quizzler. The Quizzler! God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I thought we were hanging out! (laughs) That's another weird, old-school internet video from back in the day that, you know what? Look in the description box. That might be there, too. Um, You know what I could not find after we talked about the other day was Mr. Sprinkles. You couldn't... It is actually kind of hard to find. I don't know Um, where that is. Did you try YouTube? Yeah, that's the only place I looked. My only other 
advice would go to just go to Google uh, Video and oh. just search for it. I think that VH1, which is the channel that it originally aired oh, on, okay. actually still has those videos up. Okay. Uh, and that's the way you can view them. I haven't seen Mr. Sprinkles in years. But what was the other one? The Oh, this is a Newgrounds video way back in the day, you oh, know. Boy. Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin? Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that was Waterman. Waterman. I'm Waterman. so that you will remember that Early shit. Flash animation. Oh, yeah. I, I totally remember Waterman and Newgrounds. Snooty Mr. Dillo. Uh, uh, Newgrounds was like the YouTube before YouTube in, yeah. in my way, in, in the way I look at what YouTube is for me now, not so much for the information you can get off YouTube. I mean, you can literally learn how to do anything on YouTube. Someone's made a how to video doesn't mean it's good, mm-hmm. but it'll, it's there. Uh, but like the funny, goofy internet centric content, like that's what Newgrounds was for mm-hmm. me and you, man, do you remember that, uh, the DBZ fight that happened back in the day to that corn song? I forget the name of that one. Oh, I know what you mean. Th- th- that's the thing about <laughs> Newgrounds too, that I love to just back then, even then it was archaic and like, we didn't even really like think about it too much. Like there were literal flash videos of just like a still image of Vegeta mm-hmm. fighting against Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you, you that was a good fight. You really? didn't question it. It just—it was so funny. I really like that comparison. The early days of YouTube—that's pretty much exactly That's what exactly. it was. It was like the first big video site that mm-hmm. I ever discovered. That and uh, there was a few other ones. The Joe Joe something. You remember the hamster in the uh, in the microwave, and you could push each button, and then he would say a different saying as it got more and more intense. Yeah. Oh, what was that guy's name? There was that. I was, there was one. Uh, the Blender hamster, and there was then Blender hamster. There was Angry Boss. Yeah. Angry Which, boss, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's there's nothing more to these sites than literally just going to them and pressing a button and watching something funny happen. Like that was it. That was all the entertainment we really needed back then. That was way different though. Like now mm-hmm. we've got we're spoiled on yeah. stuff. Oh now. god, we're so spoiled by the internet. But it is cool though that you know Newgrounds is still around and uh, some of the uh, artists who actually worked on that channel are now still working and incredibly successful. You probably heard of Ego Raptor. Yes. He started out there. Newgrounds all the way. And now he's a huge YouTube sensation who you either love or hate. (laughs) I think uh, I really, one of the funniest, well, I shouldn't say the funniest, but one of the things I think of when I think of Ego Raptors, obviously all his Pokemon content, very funny, Mm -hmm. you know, very realistic. Anytime you make Pokemon realistic, it gets funny pretty quick or dark, you know, Mm -hmm. either way. And, but I think it was his, a video he did for someone else's channel. It was called like spicy reviews where he eats a, a ghost pepper. And then tries to review a game while playing it, and he's like crying the whole time. And he's <laughs> I've like, actually seen that, dude. Yeah. That's hilarious. And he's just like, oh, oh, the game very good. The, the world is very believable. He's like, I need milk. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell would you willingly eat a regular ghost pepper? I don't know. They're really like I've had a, a fresh habanero pepper. One of mm. my neighbors loves to garden, but for some reason they always grow like more habanero peppers than they can eat. And they end up giving us uh, them with assortment of other vegetables. And uh, like those habanero peppers are so hot. Like you will just take a bite of one. You don't even have to chew it. Like you just take a bite and then you'll immediately understand like that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And even if you spit it out, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. And that's the thing with peppers. Like, like they don't even have a taste. It's just burn. Yeah. Especially when you get to the habaneros, they're like an oil based uh, heat. Like they're uh, the chemical in them is very oil oily. So when it gets on your tongue, 
like oil and water don't mix, you know? So like when you drink water, it just scaves over your tongue and it never actually treats the heat, you know, and it just gets hotter and hotter and there's no way to like get it off your tongue. And that's why that guy's reviews are just so amazing. (laughs) The pain never stops even when he tries to, and it just gets worse and worse. It comes in like heavy waves, like wom, wom, wom. That's another one of those, uh, those genius like YouTube channels that Mm -hmm. like they take a concept and they just sort of run with it. Like, uh, I like red hot nickel ball. Red Which hot is, nickel ball. This guy takes a, a ball of nickel and heats it up, and then just drops it on something, and you watch it burn it or melt through it. But that's he, the whole channel. There's no introduction. It's ingenious. There's no ending. There's no follow me on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> subscribe to the channel. Like the video. None of that. It opens up. Ball. Light on fire. Drop it on something. That's it. Cut to black. Like that's it. It's maybe, hilarious. Maybe I'm like a, a dark per. Uh, what is it called when you're obsessed with fire? Pyromaniac. Maybe I am a little bit of a pyromaniac when I was younger. But I used to like love to just like burn things with lighters, you know, and watch it because that was just so entertaining to me. So the idea of a guy and us like vicariously watching this hot magma ball melt through gigantic gummy bears, you know, like <laughs> I don't know why that's so. It's so perfect though. The internet. Loves There's something that shit. carnal about it. Yes. There's something There's some... uh, I don't know, caveman esque about yeah, it. Watching two you know, elements ooh, collide. Fire. Ooh. Like, you know, there's something about it that, like, gets, like, you excited. I don't know what it is. People love burning shit and destroying stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why channels like that and uh, the other one uh, where they make swords. I think it's uh, something at arms. Man Uh, at arms. Man at arms. That's not correct, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. might be man at arms, but they make all the uh, classic um, weapons throughout all the video games and comics. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they've made... um, Aragon sword from mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. They made the Hobbit sword. Mm-hmm. Master sword from Zelda. Master and, uh, sword from course, Zelda. Of uh, course, they've done some anime swords. They did the uh, Elucidator from Sword Art Online, which is Kirito's uh, first blade, which is definitely his coolest sword. But not the black one. That no, was... that, that is the one. Oh, that's the one? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they got the real thing about that channel, the exact opposite of the Hot Nickel Ball channel. Yeah. Because the production, production value is whoa. Yeah. Like... I'm a professional videographer, and I don't know if I could make those videos. Like, mm-hmm. they're really well done. The The videography is great. The storytelling is great because mm-hmm. it's voiced over. And when you voice over things, you have to, like, you don't just randomly start putting your voice over things. You have mm-hmm. to have a story mapped mm-hmm. out. You record the voice. It has over. to make sense. Yeah, like, there has to be a whole story arc. And uh, I just found the whole thing very interesting, and it's really well done, and the mm-hmm. blacksmith is really good. And then when I found out it's made in California, that made perfect sense, because that's where some of the world's best filmmakers are. So I was like, uh, damn. Speaking you know? of which, uh, let's end our conversation this week with uh, – let's talk about the Oscars a little bit. Okay. Um, there's a few movies which I know Heath you're Ledger big... didn't make it this year. Clearly. Um, <laughs> but uh... – the thing is, there were some big movies this year, and being that you're a fan of uh, cinematography, I'm sure you've heard of the movie Birdman. I loved it. I watched it. You watched it. I I'm saw so it. glad you saw it because yeah. I saw it too. When? When did you uh, see I it? I just watched it online like a couple days ago. After the Oscars, like I had to see it. What? Okay, okay. Uh, what? Ask me your question, but I got to know what you thought about it. The, f- I'm just amazed at how ingenious that director was able to make almost every shot of that movie look continuous mm. to a point where like. There were mo- I was like, how did he do that? Like, that's not to say there aren't cuts in the movie. There are. There are. There have But, to like, be. there are some shots. Like, there's this one really great shot. Um, like, it starts out in the theater, and then it just it works its way down into the inner workings of the th- And it's like, no, th- there should have been a cut somewhere, and they've been talking for over five minutes. How did they do that? They- it's not only a testament 
to the amazing cinematography, which I mm-hmm. think is revolutionary. But I think Michael Keaton and Edward Norton just blew it out of the freaking water in that one. Well, first of all, they were both acting their balls off mm-hmm. the whole movie. And in some ways it was overdone, but that was kind of the point because one of them, uh, uh, Edward Norton's character, is supposed to be a pretentious theater actor mm-hmm. who hates this Hollywood dudes, you know, and hates Michael Keaton because he's like, you're fucking, you know, just cashing it in. I'm over here burying my soul on stage every night, you know, and he's like blowing up for on stage all the time and. He even talks about like how he wants to fuck that chick on stage because it'll help him get in character more. Yeah. And she's like, "No, you sick bastard!" <laughs> and like, but the other thing is, uh, I was watching a behind-the-scenes clip of the colorist. Who is, if you don't know who a colorist is, he's the guy that color corrects all the footage and makes it all look the same, uh, or makes it fit the theme that the director wants or the cinematography, the director of photography wants. And he was saying, usually, I get two-minute shots. You know, or usually I get about 90 frames per shot, but this, I was getting one shot for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he was like, how do you color correct for 10 minutes? You know? Cause it's not even in the same spot. Like if I color corrected this frame of you right now, mm-hmm. this is all it would be. But if then, if you walked around this building five times, like the color and everything would change five times. And, and that's another thing that made me think, you know, I don't want to give too much credit to the director he did a fantastic job with well, his cinematography. you may be confusing but, uh, the director versus the director of photography are two different people okay uh but th- that kind of brings me to my next point like i the whole production of that movie they clearly knew what the hell they were doing it was and a defined vision the whole way it was yeah. and it was also just a good movie as well uh the the ending is a little weird i'd say and i want to talk about it Corey. And up for okay. interpretation i'm saying like, spoiler alert Corey. i want to talk about it okay spoiler if you have not seen the movie go see it now or if you're just interested so in the final opinions. part of the movie okay does he fly or doesn't he fly or is does he actually have powers or not have powers i don't is the think bigger. so you don't think he has powers? i mean the only reason i'm saying that is just because there, there's nothing else in the movie aside from a few like weird freaky dream sequences yes you know that like kind of take it into that realm but just I don't know. It's weird because th- it's an optimistic ending, too, because he flies off and his daughter sees and she's happy. Yeah. And it's just like, but is she happy because he's flying away or is she happy because he's finally able to rest and he's gone? Like, it, it's so okay, uh, great. Or did he really have powers or mm-hmm. did the cab driver chase him down? Do you remember that scene where he lands in front of the theater mm-hmm. like Jesus? Like he just comes down and lands in front of the theater and walks in. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, randomly, there's a cab driver running in after him. Mm-hmm. So is it actually his powers or his his uh, his Birdman alter ego, just that, an alter ego that uh, feeds him crazy shit thoughts, you know, and like just sell out again and just go do another Birdman movie, fucking get a surgery and get your face fixed and we'll get back out there. Mm-hmm. We'll be number one again and we'll take all this shit back and fuck all these critics in this theater shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that is, uh, I don't know. It's just, you could look at that in a few different ways. Is it that the easy way out and you know, but that alter ego, I always found very interesting throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie. And, but he also there was another scene. Um, I read a whole article. Is, does Birdman really have powers? You know uh, how he would like throw <laughs> the um, poster across the room yeah, and it would it just, shatter. It's like, did that happen really, or did that happen in his mind? But then they say you'd look back and he'd have a cut on his arm and a bandage. Mm. So did he throw it and cut his hand? Or yeah, it's up for interpretation. Court. Yeah, we can't clearly. actually come to a clear and, and conclusion. And that's what I do think is you know again it makes it a good movie too. It's got a good story to tell. 
it, it looks really good. It's well shot. It's Zach great acting. Yeah, I did not even expect him to be in that movie. Like, and when he just, I'm like, is that Zach? Yeah, it is. Holy crap! <laughs> and he's and acting he's, his he's, dick off too, and he's doing really good. Yeah, like he's not just trying to be typical funny Zach Galifianakis. And uh, you know, Emma Stone is going to be the biggest actress, I think, in the next decade. Her eyes she bother me a lot. Everybody makes fun of her eyes. They're they're, they're strange. bugging out too much. They're strange. They bother me. But what I like about her is that, you know, she's not just a pretty face. She actually seems like a regular human being. But she's also a good actor, too. Like, she did a really great job in that movie. And it was ballsy of her, uh, considering her career is just getting started to be in such, like, an interesting kind of artsy movie, which could have failed. The movie could have been bad. And oh man, that's one of that the biggest things about the movie, so too, is, uh, you know, technically technically a superhero movie won at the Oscars for best picture. Uh, I still think th- this takes me back to my original or my biggest point about that movie. I've told people I saw it. I told people I liked it, but they asked me what it's about and I don't know how to explain it without explaining yeah. the whole thing. Like, I, was tra- I was talking to my dad on the phone the other day just about that. Cause uh, he was watching the Oscars as well with uh, my mom and uh, I'll get to another movie that I want to talk about in a second. One 50 shades of gray. No, um, no, I, no. <laughs> um, I saw that last night with my girlfriend. I'll tell you a little about it. I'd rather not hear. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard enough about Fifty Shades of Grey, and I know that the movie is no way going to do the book. It's juicy ass justice. <laughs> it's ass slapping justice. It's ass slapping, <laughs> blindfolded, whipping, spiked justice. I, I was sitting in that theater, and I was just like, I can't believe. All these people are here to see this, like, borderline this porno. garbage. Well, no, no, no. It's actually pretty – in some ways, I think it's a dark look into the human psyche mm-hmm. in some way. Like, if you remove yourself from all the sexual uh, themes of it mm-hmm. and you just look at what they're actually saying with some of this stuff. Because, like, at the end of the movie – fucking spoiler alert again, guys. Sorry. They break up because he's just too fucking, like – He's crazy. He fucking starts hitting her too hard, yeah. you know, in the, in the room of pleasure. She ain't into that. No, and she's – because she's a fucking normal person, you know, and she doesn't want to be spanked with a fucking giant whip and shit. And uh, there's also no pleasure in the way he did it at the end. It was just mostly for him. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying, the dark human elements. Like, yeah. it's really for him. It's not for them or mm-hmm. her anymore. Uh, but that movie was – I actually thought that movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. Really? But at the same time, I'm like, this is another fucking trilogy coming. I can feel it. Why the fuck does Fifty Shades of Grey need a trilogy? <laughs> what does the next story got to be about? Them getting back How together. How the dude fucking beats another woman to death while he fucks her? Like, I don't understand. Like, I really don't know where they could go with this story any further. I The one line I really liked in the movie is uh, the girl looks up at him because she's at, like, his hotel and uh or not his hotel it should might as well be his hotel he's a billionaire his suite at the top of a you know big old building yeah technical term penthouse yes exactly and uh he's going over a non-disclosure agreement she has to sign because well i kind of understand that because he's a billionaire and he can't have his personal things spread to the public so you gotta sign this thing but that's not the uh here's the way i fuck you contract that comes after that (laughs) yeah and um there are contracts for this there's contracts (laughs) i guess i've been doing relationships all wrong yeah and uh and she was just like, so is this the part where we make love? And he's like, I don't make love. I fuck hard. And I was like, whoa, is that how this movie's going to be? Pretty Damn. much. I was just like, oh, my God. So that was kind of intense. That made me feel like rapey. Like, I was like, whoa, I feel very uncomfortable right now. Like, babe, I'm going to go get some popcorn. Yeah. But my yeah. girlfriend, she's over there, you know, totally into the shit. So is all the other 50-year-old women in the theater. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you had a good night after the movie. 
the uh, the benefits of seeing that film I won't discuss publicly. Uh, in any case, uh, now that you guys know about Fifty Shades of Grey, let's end the night with uh, one more movie that I want to talk about. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's one that I really want to see. It's called The Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm. And funny thing about this movie, I like I said, um, I was talking to my mom and dad on the phone in the Oscars, and that movie popped up, and uh, the first thing my dad says, like, what is this movie? looks really weird as hell. <laughs> and the minute he said that, the first thing I popped up, I was like, huh. It kind of looks like a Wes Anderson movie. Uh-huh. Not five seconds after that, I learned that the Grand Budapest Hotel is indeed a Wes Anderson film, which, have you seen any of his movies? Just name a few. Um, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizzo, Bill Never Murray. Never saw it. No. Ah, you gotta see it. Um, the Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, which is actually an animated film. Um, but the reason... His, no, I don't think I've seen that either. His movies just have, like, this... I think The Royal Tannenbaums, Heard I of believe, it. was his film. Heard of it. Um, Rushmore. Yes. Okay. Man, it's been so long since yeah. I've seen those movies. He's a, he's a big Bill Murray fan. Um, but he has a very certain style of uh, doing his movies. And just the only way really to describe them is quirky and weird. Okay. And I don't know what it is about that movie, but it's really got my attention. I really want to see what it's about. Um, and it might even be a roommate, remake of an old movie called The Budapest Hotel, which is it takes place in this hotel. And there's like five different stories that go on. All I know is the art direction looks good. It looks absolutely hilarious. And uh, don't discredit Wes Anderson just because he's a weird guy. Honestly, Christian, I think it's the type of movie you would dig. What's it called again? The Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel, Hotel, which is totally not even You the haven't type even of... told me a bit about the movie That's yet. the thing. I know almost nothing. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't yeah. E- I, I just I I want either. to see it. But uh, that's what I really liked about the Oscars. There were a few movies I'm like, wow, I didn't even like knew that came out. Like There was one with uh, Robert Duvall. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. called The Judge. Yeah, I saw that one. You did? Yeah. How was that? Oh, no, no. I didn't see it. I saw the previews because mm-hmm. it came out in between, like, Iron Man and Avengers. <clears throat> and I kind of want to I want to check that out now because, you know, Robert Duvall's the shit. Yeah, he's quite He's good. been around for so long. That dude just still keeps kicking and making amazing movies. I'm just su- I'm surprised Robert Downey Jr. was in it because that dude's probably busy as fuck with all those Avenger films and mm. stuff. And he's just like, yeah, I'll go make an artsy movie on the I'm side, I'm glad too. that he is taking the time, though, to, you know take a break from uh the superhero movies and everyone and that was another thing um that was really this is gonna be the last thing i promise um that was really controversial about the oscars was a lot of the presenters that would come up and start giving awards they would say something like really condescending about the fact that there's no superhero movies here tonight blah 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 blah. this is real artsy hollywood bullshit Basically trying to discredit superhero films and say that they're not films at all and mm-hmm. that the actors are not actors. They're just celebrities, basically, playing characters. And uh, considering that Guardians, you know, and there really weren't any, like, big super... I mean, you know, Birdman's not a superhero movie. It's like a caricature of one, and that's still one. And then you have Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think should have won for makeup, but it didn't. It actually lost to the Grand Budapest Hotel for the makeup and design. Wow, that which, says a lot. Which does say a lot, which, like I will say, the, the movie does have a distinctive look to it, but when compared to Guardians, which its makeup effects were just amazing, like, yeah. it should have won, but, you know, the obviously the Academy just doesn't really care for those type of movies, they don't consider them real movies. I remember and, it took uh, them a long time, it took Toy Story for them to uh, let animated movies have an Oscar award. Was it the first Toy Story that did it? Maybe it was, maybe it was... Because there was nothing mm-hmm. for Toy Story, mm-hmm. they made something. I don't remember the exact history of it, mm-hmm. but I remember that being a huge controversial thing. Mm-hmm. And the Academy being like, ooh. I'm sorry, but if a movie comes out of the big Hollywood machine now that's eligible for an Oscar, mm-hmm. it's in some ways not high art anymore. 
Like, and I mean that in a respectful way because it is a big fucking big money machine that goes through there. And to say, oh, my big superhero movie or my Birdman movie is way better than your superhero movie. Mm-hmm. That's almost so subjective. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, mm-hmm. what, what are you even talking about? They're both really good movies. You know, they both have well-defined characters. They both have a very good story arc. They're both very visually pleasing. I mean, you can't pleasing. deny that Guardians of the Galaxy was a good movie. World building. Amazing. Characters. All of them. Good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they evolved throughout the whole story. Like, what is not good about that? Mm-hmm. You know, like... Birdman was better in an artistic way. Mm-hmm. I get what they're going for in that sense, but I don't know. Like they're both really good movies. That's the thing. They they, they the Oscars they, they can't differentiate between the two. It's it's gotta be artsy or nothing else. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem because there are some good superhero movies. That's not to say there are you know, there are bad ones. There's a lot of them. Uh, but I, I really do think that, uh, you know, superhero movies, like, especially after Guardians, are starting to really come into their own uh-huh. uh, and starting to get really good. Especially because that director, James Gunn, like, he spoke out about that. He was pissed. Oh, he was? Yeah, like, I even remember watching, like, this dude came up and he started talking, I was like, super, and I was, I was like, fuck you, asshole. I'm like <laughs> such a dumb asshole coming out here, preaching to all these old, rich, white people, trying to make them feel better about themselves because they don't like fucking superhero movies. And I don't know, that really got under my skin. And, uh, it's okay, Corey. All those old people are going to be gone in 10 years anyway, and then we'll get to run shit. Yeah. <laughs> then it's going to be nothing but superhero. <laughs> no, I, I think there needs to be a mixture. Batman and, 35. Uh, but again, that's also why I like the Oscars as well. Um, there are a lot of movies I never saw, never had a chance to see, that I now get to see now. And, uh, I do highly recommend Birdman to everyone out there. Please yes. go check out Birdman. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was really, very really good, good. And, uh, and powerful. Mm-hmm. And like I was watching It's sad, and it's... I don't know what it is. It's, it's everything. It's, it's truly a roller coaster of emotions, and it's almost like a weird black caricature of Michael Keaton's career. Yes. Like, just showing, like, how it went to shit. Like, how it's... Well, I wouldn't even say it went to shit. It's just he went through, like, a period... He's dying! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying! Just the, the other guys. You, you definitely um, beat the mics doing that, Gord. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Um... but uh yeah i mean it's sort of like this weird parallel of his exact career and even the time frames are like they even use the iron man to be like oh there's a big hype for you know robert downey jr they just straight up say it superman Mm -hmm. or superhero time right now like Mm -hmm. and then his alter ego is like why aren't you fucking riding that superhero dick right now and get Mm -hmm. some of that superhero money Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know the movie was really good and that kind of goes in line too with the The we were just talking about with the oscars like there's that one scene where his daughter just blows up on him Uh uh-huh and she's like yeah you know you're not important you need to fucking realize that, you know, you had a career back then you had, you were a success, you had your fans and you threw it all away because you just wanted to, to fucking appease some old pasty ass white people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you was... messed, you messed up, you know, and, and that's, it, it's weird that that movie won and it still has that message. It's, it's ironic almost. Well, I think that that is a better example of what's right in the world versus what those hoity-toity artsy people Mm -hmm. say at the oscars you know Mm -hmm. and james gunn we never met we saw james gunn at dragon we we almost had a chance to meet him at dragon con yeah that would have been cool yeah but there was like a two-hour line it was fucking no way when i could go walk over there and go meet the actor data from star trek Mm -hmm. or wait in two hours to meet james gunn i was like fuck it i'm gonna go hang out with data over there and the green ranger was next to him and like Mm -hmm. i was like fuck that waiting in line thing Mm -hmm. but yeah it was pretty cool to see him Ugh, the Green Ranger. We'll save that. Oh, we never talked about R-rated. 
we'll Power save, Rangers. We'll save Power Rangers for next time. Uh, we also have our uh, anime spring season coming up. Yeah, we're going to do that with laptops in front of us so we can look it up. Because I think also when we uh, dissect some of those shows, I want art styles in front of me. Mm-hmm. I want uh, the the poster images for exactly. each season. Exactly, because a lot know? of those shows, I don't even like know too much about them yet. And some of them, I don't even know if I can even pronounce them yet. Yeah, um, and the other thing is we are going to do reviews of a lot of first episodes and see what fans like, but mm-hmm. that does not mean we don't want you guys to recommend things. Mm-hmm. If we get 10 recommendations for a show, it's obviously going to make it fall into one of our 10 slots to do the first episodes of shows. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. You know, Send us requests. We don't always respond to your requests and say thanks, but we are reading them. Please. We are reading every comment you guys are leaving. Just Even- realize that we can't. We simply just can't get back to all of you. I try to comment to a, a lot of people as much as I can, but I just I can't comment back to everybody. I have to have a life, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Corey and I do this as a part-time job, mm-hmm. and we mean that as part-time hobby passion. Mm-hmm. But we can't respond to everyone, but please think we're please know that we are reading them mm-hmm. and uh, leave them. Leave those suggestions because we want to be on top of what's big next season, and we want to uh, make sure we're talking about the stuff you guys want to hear. And most likely it'll be the stuff that we want, too, because you guys know our taste. We love action, anime, and good stories and good characters uh anything else Corey? we didn't talk about uh that's pretty much it i am tired as shit balls been up since five this morning Balls tired it's nearly 10 at night and i'm ready to hit the hay but i'm really glad that we were able to do this show i almost literally thought in the darkest depths of my mind i'm gonna call christian and tell him we're gonna call it off but i'm really glad that i decided to come here and do this show because i'm glad that we've been doing this every week because this is fun and i know that we go off on tangents all the time and stuff but that's exactly what I love about doing this. Well, I also think um, maybe this is more something we can discuss later, but just a quick idea. Maybe we record a few of these and have one on backup. So if we ever can't do this. That's a good idea because uh, we don't want to miss any episodes, especially now that we're six episodes in and they're all going to be coming out on time. So uh, there it is. That's the end of episode six of the Powerful Nerdcast. If you guys like this video, please give it a thumbs up and share it with all of your friends. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and please uh, leave us some comments in the comment section below. Uh, about anything that you heard in this podcast or some of the new shows that you want us to review. Absolutely, you guys. And uh, in closing, I would like to uh, say let's all live long and prosper, everyone. And I'd also like to dedicate this episode to my grandfather, which did also recently pass away. And, uh, you know, I miss you less, and I hope you're in a better place. And, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Corey and I always appreciate uh, your responses and everything that you give us. We give a lot. But you guys also send a lot, and uh, it's a great relationship, and we love being part of this online community. And until next time, the Powerful Nerdcast out. Mm-hmm.